Grow CFO is where finance leaders grow together. Join thousands of like-minded professionals using GrowCFO to access the combined knowledge and experience of the finance leader community. You can join us today at growcfo.net. Hello and welcome to the GrowCFO show. I'm your host, Kevin Appleby, and today I've got GrowCFO's head of mentoring back with me, Catherine Clark. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? I'm very well. Catherine, today I think we're going to tackle a subject that you've spent some time with in, in Gross CFO in the Women Finance Leaders Group looking at, the subject of assertiveness. No, we, we covered this in the Women Finance Leaders Group um, a couple of weeks ago now, myself and Susanna, who I know has been on earlier podcast. She's one of our mentors as well for Gross CFO. And um, we covered the topic of assertiveness with the women in the community and because it's such an important area, I thought it was worth sharing some of the key thoughts um, in, our, in our podcast today. Absolutely. I, I, there's no reason why our, our male members shouldn't miss out on this, because I think there's, a, there's, a, there's an issue here that, that affects you as a finance leader, not, not specifically to, to a gender issue. Um, and I know that I've been in many boardrooms, looked around many boardrooms, and the finance guy never quite seems to be at the same place on the table as everybody else. Typically in those boardrooms, you see a first among equals. It might be the ops person, the salesperson, the marketing person, it's never the finance person. So any, any thoughts on why that might be the case, Catherine? Well, I think, I think there's many reasons. I think, you know, we sort of, particularly as finance people, have come up through the finance function generally. Um, it's seen as a support function. And actually, when you then sort of arrive on, on centre stage in the boardroom, even at this sort of executive level, um, it, it's a new situation for many people. Um, so there is a different environment and a different place to work in when you're working with different people at that level. Um, there's, there's a lot of things that we know interact in these sort of discussions um, around imposter syndrome and that feeling of worthiness. Um, so quite often that sort of lack of confidence can then show up in a lack of assertiveness or ability to be assertive in, in particular scenarios. That's interesting. That that's still lack of confidence, and we've we've talked about um, imposter syndrome in previous podcasts. So it's well worth if you're thinking about that at the moment. Go back and listen to the conversation we've had that in the past. But we're feeling a lack of confidence. What sort of issues is that going to bring out? Yeah, it ties in very closely to what, what are some of the things I see coming through with um, mentoring clients, but also more widely in Grow CFO, some of the sort of pain points that people are finding. Um, you know, at that level, the sort of relevant issues I feel connected to this topic are around building stronger relationships, um, you know, respectful and engaging relationships as well. Um, Suddenly you're dealing with multiple stakeholders, both internally and externally to the organization. Um, and that's something quite new for people as they get to sort of towards CFO level. Um, there's a lot of change happening, not just in the external environment, but internally as well. Um, you know, change is that constant. So nothing standing still. Mm. And I think finally the relevant issue, which is quite personal to people and doesn't apply to all, but certainly applies to some is you know, quite often on a one-to-one -one level, I'm finding people are feeling undervalued. Um, they're possibly 
underpaid or, or don't feel they're being treated equally to colleagues, um, which loops back round to that point you're making at the beginning around potentially not feeling equal at that board or, or operational executive level. That's a, a very interesting one. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there on the board. I'm feeling unequal. I'm feeling undervalued. I'm feeling underpaid. Now, that, that's, that's a, a tricky position to be in because you, you've suddenly got to develop some assertiveness to go and uh, start asking for that pay increase, haven't you? Yes, and it's um, <laughs> yeah, definitely, um, and, it, and it does, and, it, and it's a skill that really I, I do believe people should work on and sort of become more assertive. But because if you're assertive, it's a bit like a win-win. Um, yeah. If we're too aggressive, um, we can end up losing. Um, and also, you can imagine when you get into a sort of aggressive place, you know, anger comes through. Those sort of emotions yeah. around anger and things come in, and you don't gain anything. You know, equally, if we resort to being passive, um, which is also quite common, then we can feel very frustrated and ultimately end up with nothing. So in these sort of scenarios, I look at, I look at being assertive as the sort of middle ground, um, the way in which we can sort of, you know, get what we would like to have um, and, and sort of succeed in that way. Um, but be able to move forward in a, in a very positive way. Because think of the energy that's wasted if we're not getting what we feel we should have or we're feeling unequal in some way or, or not creating certain relationships that we should have at that level. Mm. So assertiveness, it's, it's the middle ground. Um, but it feels to me it's all about the quality of the relationship with the other person. It feels to me it's about really knowing them and knowing where they're coming from. Definitely. I mean, it, it's all around um, being able to realise that, that two people see the same thing in a very different way. Yeah. So we have to understand the other person and respect their opinion and perspective um, to enable us to sort of move forward and, and work out how something can work from both sides. Okay, so we're we're really talking about the art of compromise in some degree. Yes, yeah, it is. A, it it can be around compromise, or it can be around just clarity. Okay, of what of what you need and want. Um, so it's very much about being able to express, uh, you know, what you want, what you need, your boundaries, but in a very sort of clear way. Okay, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's. You know, you've got to think about the words you use. I'm mean, going back to the last podcast that we did um, around sort of creative and strategic thinking and making time yeah. for that. Um, yeah. This is also relevant here because I think when we're in that headspace of calmness and, and, and rational thinking, which, which just very quick reflect on last time, was around making enough time for yourself, whether that's going out for a walk or getting out in nature, um, to really think clearly. Um, that also enables us to have the time to think about what we want to say as well. So in my mind, assertiveness is not something that you do necessarily on the spot. It, it can be, but often it's about the preparation for that conversation. Yeah, I can, I can very much see that. And I'm, I was admit something that's come to my mind just as we're, we're talking about this is a, uh, I, I, wasn't a situation where I was actually on the board, but I was working with the board. Um, 
working there, my client was um, was a coal-fired power station at the time. And as part of that, we were looking at replacing a key set of the systems on the station. And there was lots of argument going on, lots of different views going on. And we did a, a thorough case study looking at what we had now versus a particular well-known alternative. And I knew going into that meeting, it was me down to present it. I knew going into that meeting that there were a lot of different views on the board. And in, in fact, that was a typical boardroom that did have, as well as the, the chair, there was a very definite first among equals, the head of operations. And I must admit, preparing the presentation, I sat down and didn't just bang the half dozen PowerPoint slides together as quite often we probably would, but it was kind of, hmm, okay, if I say that, what's the head of ops going to say? Yeah, it's all, it's, okay. it's, all, it's all the time thinking ahead to sort of someone else's yeah. viewpoint or where they may be coming from. Exactly, yeah. And I, I think that's that's the key to this, is, is kind of mentally put yourself in the discussion before the discussion ever happens. Yeah, that's, that's, that is definitely right. Um, and I think what we must remember is, you know, even in a scenario where someone pushes back or has a different opinion, that's fine. You mm. know, I mean, I know I've said this many times, but listening is without a doubt that the most important skill that you can have. Yeah. You know, being able to listen and try and understand someone else's viewpoint. Um, because everyone's behaviour comes from a positive intention. Mm. So even people who may push back on you or, you know, have a different opinion, they're coming from their own emotional state. And their reaction is still coming from a positive intention on their behalf. Okay, absolutely. So we've, we've got that positive intention, but you can get to the situation that I've got a point of view I hold very strongly. The other person has a point of view they hold very strongly. They're different. Yeah. We're not going to get anywhere with that difference. How do we, what would you say we need to do to, to resolve that, that kind of situation? Well, I think, I think the starting point, and remember, you can't always change how someone else is. You've got to focus on yourself and how you approach a situation first and foremost. Because although I'd love to say it'd be great if both people were sort of entering that conversation in a very calm and rational place, they may not be. So the My only experience control... <laughs> is generally there that they not be. <laughs> so the only control you have is over your behaviour in that sort of scenario. So if you can remain at ease and calm and show up in that way and, and listen and again I mean you know it's about each person listening and truthfully trying to find a compromise from hearing both sides fully yeah so sometimes you do have to let up some things and like and, and going into that conversation in some ways you have to know what you're prepared to release yes but still know what's very important for you to walk away with yeah and I suppose the phrase that comes in my mind straight away is you don't have to win every battle to win the war. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> no, that's right. It's, yeah, choose, choose, your, yeah, choose your battles, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I also think there's, there's something about you know, digging deeper with the other person. Find out why they're really holding 
that different view to you what what's the core concern there they might be disagreeing with a, a certain decision that's got to be made but the disagreement nine times out of ten won't stem from just that decision it'll be something else it'll be a concern about something else that's not on the table most definitely i mean and this is why I, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you i think you have to find out what the root, root cause of that disagreement is mm. You know, it, it can even come down to sort of personal insecurity. So you may or may not uncover what that root cause is, but they will be a root cause. Yeah. And until you find that out, it's 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 quite hard to move forward. Um, and, and, and this connects in a way to difficult conversations and, and allowing people to express how they feel. Yeah. So at times you may have to sit back and just let someone just talk or rant or, or whatever they need to do to get it out and it's only then that you can move forwards mm, yeah yeah I think I, I can certainly relate to a couple of situations where letting the rant happen is worthwhile like the blue yeah. touch paper and retreat 10 yards <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think you know what's connected to influence is, is is the way you're thinking ahead of that conversation so yeah if you anticipate something's going to be difficult it, it almost becomes a little belief at that point mm. and that is what it will be so you the reason I say you've got to enter that conversation at ease and, and with calm is because you you can't go into a conversation expecting something to be difficult because yeah. in a way that's how it will turn out it will manifest in exactly that way so mm-hmm. it's about switching your own mindset to think this conversation is going to be okay this conversation is going to be successful yeah. It's not going to be difficult. That's it. That is really interesting, Catherine. I, that, I'd never thought about that before, but it, it is. If you expect a difficult conversation, you'll have a difficult conversation. Correct. Uh, yeah, correct. And it, it's such yeah. a simple, it's such a simple switch in how you're thinking. It is, it is totally simple switch. Yeah, that, that's a fantastic tactic mm. to think about. So mm. now we we've covered two or three really powerful things there. And number one, we talked about sort of taking the time to think, taking the time to think about where the other person's coming from and what to expect. So number two, we've talked we've talked about um, possibly letting a rant happen, choosing the time to intervene. Number three that we've just mentioned there, we're talking about. Uh, don't necessarily expect the difficult conversation, expect something positive. What else can we we think about? Yeah, I I think it is all connected to all of that, but it sort of sums it up in some ways, which is, you know, modifying your behaviour can make others change. So Mm. certainly certainly along the years, I've watched the same people sort of in the same patterns of behaviour. Yeah. It's almost like the same communication exchange time and time again. And yeah. funny enough, they don't sort of move forward. Oh, that's um, funny, isn't it? You yeah, play no, the no. same roles. And, and so it's that's, about that's... switching it up. It, it's about listening to some of this and switching up and modifying your own behaviour because that yeah. enables others to change. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a great saying there that I've, I've learned time and time again is that you, you do the same things, well, expect the same results. Don't magically expect by doing more of the same that something different is going to happen. Yeah. And, and and I think we said earlier on, you know, you can sit there and, you know, well, we've all been there, I'm sure. You know, when you want to be assertive, you want to have something change. Yeah. 
but we sort of we don't do it so we sit in a place of um we sit we sit in a place of yeah frustration or you know poor energy and, and that probably reduces our productivity and all sorts of things because on our minds the constant thoughts in our minds are around how we're feeling or, or not being able to respond to that situation um so being able to change your thinking and behavior and realizing that's in your control is going to it's going to increase your likelihood of success okay. and make you feel more powerful or empowered to make a, a, a different sort of um, move forward and it, it, it all fits together and I'm, I'm seeing so many connections here between imposter syndrome getting rid of it uh, lack of confidence needing to be more assertive needing to change behaviors needing to improve relationships with other people and it's it's all mindset it's all soft skills and they're all all interconnected um it's because it's all soft skills catherine this is this is something that i i think is quite difficult to get into and an awful lot of people will be listening to this and saying fine fine like what you've said but actually give me a practical step where do I start what would you say to that well I think I think one of them is this this whole area is around communication and communicating clearly um for your benefit and for the benefit of others so um and and we know that communication actually starts or the most prominent part of communication is the non-verbal part so sometimes that's termed your body language. So, you know, even if you think about ahead of a, of a conversation where you'd like to be more assertive, even getting yourself into that state of balance um, in, into, a, um, in, into a body language that looks confident, sits confidently if we're on Zoom or online. Um, and so even before you've, you've actually opened your mouth to say anything, you feel in a more confident place yeah, that really that. is the starting point. So get yourself in the zone. Yeah, and, and, and believe in what you're saying. So this is where the preparation comes into play. But understand how this particular situation is affecting you. I mean, I, I will repeat this sort of thing in many conversations, I'm sure. But having that self-awareness to start with is, is the most important thing. How is this situation that I'm facing making me feel? And it's only when you have the answer to that do you start to realise how important it is that you then resolve um, the, the situation that you're finding yourself in. Yeah. If it's not making you feel the way you want to feel, you've got to do something about it. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and as I say, I'm going to put myself in that box from, you know, from <laughs> over my career as well. Um, it really does affect you if you don't deal with these things. And th th the point is here, you're not, being assertive to upset anyone or to upset the apple cart or anything like that. Um, you're, you're doing it actually for yourself and the other side. Because when these sort of things are resolved, you're going to be more present, more focused, more energized, um, more productive, and that benefits yourself and the organization. Absolutely. And I think there's, there's, there's definitely a turning point when you look at assertiveness. It's be, it's moving in some ways from the position of your opinion not counting on feeling as though it's not counting so much in the boardroom 
through to, well, if you turn this around, it's actually before there's a decision to be made, people come and knock on your door and talk to you about it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the switch. And it's, it's no more, I think, than really, really understanding where everybody else is coming from, understanding what keeps those people awake at night. And I know, a, a consulting thing that I've found over the years, and when you're trying to get people on board with what you're trying to do, is even if it's something that's going to be a big ask for them, try and show them what the win is for them in getting them on board. I don't know if that's if that's something that that rings true with your experience, Catherine. Yeah, it, it is it, it, most definitely, and I think you know when you're talking about the benefits for someone else, um, and keeping it really focused in a sense on, on those benefits, that that's where that that's actually what you're trying to achieve, because um, it's showing respect for that relationship. It's putting them, I don't mean ahead of yourself, but it's, it's you know, showing respect in terms of understanding what they need and what they want as well. And, and I think it's a really good chance to be able to learn from the experience. Catherine, this is a fascinating area, and I'm sure we could go on talking about it all day, but I know that you've got, you've got a solution that involves a few steps. Can you talk us through what those steps are? Yes, no, of course. I mean, it's just one of the techniques, you know, it's called the DEAR technique, D-E-A-R technique. Um, And it's a method of asserting yourself from um, dialectical behavioural therapy, um, DBT. Um, And it's all around, you know, avoiding drama. We don't want any drama in these conversations. We just want them to be calm, engaging conversations with, with, as we've said before, a win-win for both sides. Um, So it's around sort of, you know, showing up in the way you want to show up with some confidence um, and, you know, w- with an intention to maintain a really strong relationship with the other uh-huh. person moving forwards. Um, so just very briefly, I think the D is around describing the situation okay. as you see it, um, yep. but in very factual terms. Right. So, you know, using terminology around, you know, I have noticed that or it appears that, um, And so owning our observations, and I say owning our observations, knowing full well that someone else may see it differently. Yeah. So keep it very brief, um, because the more we say, the more chance there is of an opinion coming into the um, conversation. Yeah. So we want to keep it sort of brief and succinct. I notice Um, the language that you're using there. It appears that you're not saying it's a fact that. Interesting. Yeah. So there is the opportunity for someone to say, well, oh, no, that, that, that's not how it appears to me. Yeah, exactly. We want to keep it really open. We don't yeah. want the other person going into a defence mode because it will shut down the conversation. Right. And yep. they will shut down listening as well. So the whole objective here is to keep it very, you know, short and sweet um, and factual. So but open. But yeah. open. Yeah. yeah. OK, like that. So the E. The E is um, express your feelings about what's happening. Okay. So it's important to bring the emotional element in into the discussion. So using language, you know, maybe this this makes me feel whatever it mm-hmm. makes you feel, um, or it makes it more difficult to do something. Um, so it's it, using I and me statements. So how you feel about the situation. Um, 
and just really expressing your emotions and feelings in connection with it. Okay. Okay. Which takes us to the A. A um, is, is, is assert. So this is where the assertiveness comes in, but to assert your belief, need or want. And to keep it brief and direct, um, this isn't a chant. This is not a place to say, sorry, do not say I'm sorry. Remember, this is okay, an equal yeah. conversation. So, you know, around sort of, I would appreciate if you would do this, or I would appreciate you not doing this. Uh-huh. Um, and, and really making a very specific, actionable request that you can both work towards. Okay. That's important, I think, isn't there? That there is definitely an action in the A. So A is assertive, but A is also action. Yes. Yes. And then finally, R is... Um, reinforce the other person and let them know you appreciate their attention and cooperation yeah so it may be around i appreciate you hearing me out you know it means a lot to me to have i don't know maybe yes. a supportive boss um and your cooperation you know makes me feel more comfortable or i'll be better able to contribute to the team so it, it's like a thank you in advance okay gotcha and that's that i think is very very powerful that you you're taking with that thank you in advance you're taking the aggression out of it completely yeah definitely yeah definitely yeah and by being thanked the person almost feels an obligation to do something yeah 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 and and remember all of this i mean the 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 benefits of assertiveness are around better relationships this is Mm. this is about making relationships better yeah. being able to express how you're feeling because too many of us shut down sometimes our feelings but then mm-hmm. go away and, and you know think about it too much um and um and if you can be assertive it, it does have benefits for your self-esteem and your confidence um and other people see you more in that way as well because in certain levels of role and the, and the levels we're talking about at senior level you need to show up um with, with some confidence and, and with some assertiveness as well Mm. Um, you don't really want a completely passive leader who doesn't actually put their thoughts forward. Um, and, and ultimately, which is also a, um, an area of mine I'm very passionate about, it, it does actually support better mental health generally. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it has a really positive impact on, on anxiety levels and stress levels as well, if you can express what you, what you need and want. Uh, I think you, you look at that senior finance role and I think it's very easy to hit those mental health problems because you're, you're, you've moved up from just looking at the finance function, just having everybody reporting to you, just being concerned about the numbers and a certain drumbeat about the whole thing. Yes, the issues come up. Yes, the situations you've got to deal with come up, but you move to that next level and suddenly you've got to deal with a whole load more problems that you, frankly, you never passed your exams in. You've got a whole load of different agendas you've got to get involved in. And, well, that by itself, having lots and lots of different things that are pulling on your time isn't necessarily a problem. Once any of those start feeling as though they're a chore, start feeling as though they're, that you're not enjoying them, or, frankly, you're an odd one might be upsetting you, it doesn't take very much to tip over the whole apple cart, in my experience. No, I mean, I think 
we, we, we have enough, there's enough stress anywhere at senior level. There's a lot of responsibility, um, a lot of accountability. So what you need to do is find the areas that are causing you stress. And, and I've mentioned it a few times in this conversation, but if things are making you feel a certain way, and, and a lot of particularly positive way, um, then by dealing with them, you're actually taking some stress out of the equation. Yeah. Which yeah. is which is clearly beneficial to yourself and again the organization. You're in that position of not feeling quite equal to everybody else. And you don't do something about that. Well, that is just going to grow and grow and fester and fester. So you, you've got to get on and address it. Yes, yeah, you do, definitely. Um and, and at the earliest opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So Catherine, that's been a fascinating look at assertiveness and the need to sort it out. What else have we got in, in within Grow CFO that can help in this area? Well, from, from that session that we did, I think a lot of the content has gone on to the content in the Future CFO programme. So that, yeah. that, is, that, that is there and available. Um, and yeah, obviously there's some mentoring available as well. So I do feel if anyone's you know struggling in this way at all, then it's worth reaching out. Um, yeah. And getting and, support on a one-to-one level as well. And I, actually, I, I think this is one of those areas, Catherine, that you can read a lot about it, but none of the reading will feel totally specific to where you are right now. Whereas get some one-on-one help, some mentoring help, then then it can really be specific and addressed to the situation that you're going through. And probably by somebody like you or Susanna or so on, who may well have been through exactly the same things before. Exactly. I mean, I think all of our mentors are experienced CFOs. They've been through a lot of challenges in their careers. So, um, and I think with mentoring, you, yeah, exactly as you say, you can work really specifically on those particular challenges. So rather than thinking about assertiveness as a whole topic area, it's being able to um, be assertive in, in relevant situations that you're dealing with at the moment. Yeah. And as well, my, my experience of 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 that lack of confidence, maybe because you're you're actually lacking a little bit of capability in some other vital area. And that, that's all part of addressing the issue. And I, I refer to my, my own mentoring approach as very holistic because yeah. I think it doesn't matter what conversation we have. I, I don't believe you can talk about any one topic area without it linking through to many, many others. Absolutely. They're all Absolutely. interrelated. Yeah. So hence, hence the sort of holistic approach, I think. And Catherine, before we start recording yet another podcast just about mentoring, I think we ought to draw this to a close. That that has been a really, really fascinating conversation. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kevin. It really was. Thank you. Right.